Hello, my friend. Welcome to the Intentional Mind Podcast. I'm your host, Ange Barnard. And today we are talking about becoming a more confident communicator. And I have my top three hacks to share with you to become a more confident communicator. So this episode is for you if you have ever found yourself in a position where you wish that you could communicate more confidently or be perceived as someone who is confident, or you straight up just wanted to feel more confident and less insecure in some social setting or something that you were doing. If so, listen up because these hacks, I really believe they will help you. Now, let me tell you how this episode came to be. What was the inspiration of this episode? Well, I was in a situation where I was tasked to work with someone who I was straight up intimidated to work with. All my imposter syndrome showed up, all my feelings of not enoughness, like who am I to do this? Like, how am I gonna even be helpful to them given all of their expertise, their background, all that stuff, like all my insecurities and self-doubt were kicking in. Like I was feeling all that. And then what was really interesting is this person said to me, you seem so confident. And I was like, what? Because I don't feel that way. But that's how they perceived me. And that is something that people often tell me. And you guys who listen to the show, and gals, you know, you all know my, you know, I've been very vulnerable on the show about how I feel about things. Where a lot of other people that I'm just meeting, you know, have a different perception of me because maybe they don't know me like that. You know what I mean? Like the way you know me if you've been listening to the show. So it's interesting because I started thinking, I'm like, well, what am I, act- what am I doing to be perceived as confident? And an Another reason why I was thinking about this is because I've also been that person who has told someone else that they seem so confident and they've been like, I don't uh, really because I feel so uncomfortable. I don't feel that way. Or I'm like that talk that you did. Oh, my goodness. That was amazing. You were so confident up there. And they're like, I was dying on the inside, freaking out. You just didn't see it. Right. And I, I have seen from coaching people over the past decade, working literally with thousands of people, a commonality amongst all human beings is we all have those moments where we feel insecure or we don't feel enough or we don't feel confident. I feel like that's a part of being a human. But the people that, in my opinion, are successful, they know how to manage that energy, right? They know strategies to use to not let that anxiety or that insecurity take over and prevent them from showing up as the person they want to be or prevent how they deliver their message. It's all strategies that they use, hacks, things like that. So that's what I want to talk about today. What are those hacks that you can use to be perceived as someone who is more confident? And I really believe the more that you practice it, the more that you become it. I know there's so many people that don't like the whole fake it till you make it message, but Amy Cuddy, one of her, my favorite TEDx talks of all time, I'm always talking about this. If you do any TEDx speaker coaching with me, which is another role that I play in my business, helping people get on the TEDx stage um, and coaching through the, coaching them through their talks and all that stuff. It's been such a blessing. It's been a new adventure that I'm on. Well, anyways, 
you will know that I always mention how much I love Amy Cuddy's TED Talk. And it's all about body language and how you can shift, you know, your own confidence with your body language, right? So the thing I love about her talk, she says this. She says, fake it till you become it. And I really, and some people don't like that messaging, but I love the fact that it's true. It's like the more that you practice something, the more you end up becoming that person. It's a way of programming in a sense. So even if you don't feel like a really confident person, act like one. Act like one. Develop the habits of someone who is confident. Speak like them. Bring in the body language of them. You know, mirror their, them and you will become that type of person. It's called mind programming, you know? So that's what we're talking about today. All right. So let me just give you some nerdy stuff that I teach. I'm actually teaching right now. I've just been tasked to teach a course for the Healthcare Finance Management Association, and I've designed a course around influential communication. So this is also another reason why I want to talk about this now, because it's so fresh in my mind. And one of the nerdy things I talk about is how when someone meets you for the first time, this is according to Amy Cuddy's research, who's a Harvard social psychologist, wrote the book Presence, has that TED Talk on body language, has done a lot of work on how people perceive other people and how the brain works, that kind of stuff, social stuff, social gems she's always dropping. Well, anyways, what she said is when someone meets you for the first time, they ask themselves the two questions. Can I trust this person and can I respect this person? Always. So when I was talking about authentically influencing others, legit authentically doing it, you always want to make sure you lay down the foundation of trust and respect. You want to make sure you answer those questions for other people right away. Like, okay, I see that I can trust you and I respect you. Too many people try to influence other people to do something because let's be real, we're all in the business of influencing, hands down whether that's your spouse, your kids, your coworkers, your team, your customers, whatever it is, you are in the business of influencing other people. And too many people focus on just like saying what it is that they want someone to do without recognizing that the brain is always questioning, can I trust you? Can I respect you? You lay the foundation first and then you move into what it is that you would like someone to do. Otherwise, you're not very influential, at least not in a positive way. So. This can be boiled down to two words, this whole, those two questions, can I trust you, can I respect you, can be boiled down to two words, and that is warmth and competence. And I really believe that this is so relatable to the concept of confidence. Like when we see someone and we view them as warm and competence, competent, which is like we can trust them to do something, they're a credible source you know, they're smart, they're talented or whatever it is, warmth and competence, when we see that in someone, we're like, oh, they're, they're, they're confident. Like we tend to think that. I feel like they're, they all relate to each other. The thing is, is some people very intentionally work to build that warmth and confidence, confidence in their conversations, while others don't. And I feel like those can sometimes be the ones that are perceived as insecure because I very intentionally work on building warmth and competence in every interaction that I have. So communication itself can be broken down into three buckets that people need to consider. 
And it's interesting because people focus so much on what to say. Like I've had, you know, all my career coaching clients over the years, a lot of them are like, okay, what do I say in this situation? What should I say in my resume? What should I say in my cover letter? What should I say to the person I'm reaching out to? Right? They're always asking that question. And it's important because that's a big part of communication. I mean, what are you saying? The verbal side of it. Yet, the bigger parts of communication have to do with your body language and your tone. And not a lot of people are talking about that. So there's been a lot of studies on communication. 55% of communication is body language, right? That's about half of communication. So I feel like the reason why Amy Cuddy's TED Talk is so popular is because she really focused on something that plays a huge role in communication and helping people and hacks with body language that can help you. So we know that body language has a lot to do with how someone's perceived as being confident. I'm going to talk more about that but I just wanted you to see the role it plays in communication. And then 38% is tone, our pitch, our pace, all of that stuff that needs to be considered. You know, because I know, I know you've had someone say something to you and it wasn't like the words themselves. If, if somebody just read the words, they'd be like, she wasn't being mean to you or he wasn't being mean to you. But you were like, but it's the tone they use. It was their sarcastic tone. It was the way that they said it, right? That spoke more to me than the words itself, right? That had to do with the tone, pitch, pace, all of that stuff. It changed the way you perceived that message and what you received. So 7% of communication is verbal. That's it. Just 7% is what you said. And this is important to consider because let's be real. If you listen to the show, if I didn't bring the energy that I bring into the show, and I know you're not able to see always like my body language or, you know, um, yeah, my body language or how I'm looking at you or not with like the camera and stuff like that, right? That stuff you might not be able to see, but I'm still practicing those things in my body language, even though, even if you don't see it, I'm still practicing intentionality, acting as if you are here. But if my energy didn't come in, to this show and it was just all about good content as far as like strategies that you can use that can truly help you intentionally design your life, you wouldn't even listen to it. The verbal stuff wouldn't matter if I didn't get all the other stuff in alignment. So let's talk about these three buckets as they relate to being more confident, okay? So body language, which makes up about 55% of communication, again, someone who is confident, Because you know, a lot of my practices is about recipes. It's studying people, their habits, things like that, and downloading the recipe for yourself, or at least, you know, using the recipe, and then you create that kind of thing you want to create. Okay, (laughs) yeah, I'm struggling with that analogy, but you get where I'm going. Okay, so body language, those that are confident, what do they do? They, they have good eye contact, at least in the Western world. I know some cultures, that's kind of perceived as a negative thing. So you got to always consider your audience hands down. But generally speaking, they have good eye contact. And that's about, that's looking at someone. They say that when someone's listening to you, you want to be looking at them about 70% of the time. And that's that they feel really hurt or when you're listening to someone and then they feel really heard by you. Because, you know, because I know my husband, will he'll be like, I'll be talking and then he'll start like looking away, doing something. And I'll be like, you're not listening to me. And he's like, yes, I am. And I'm like, no, because you're not looking at me. It makes it feel like you're not listening to them. Well, 
you ideally want to be looking at someone like let's say he was talking I ideally want to be looking or I was talking I would be looking at who I'm talking to 60% of the time that is the sweet spot and if I was listening it's about 70% of the time so that's how much percentage of the time a husband should be looking at me when I am talking to him you know okay so Eye contact. Those that are more confident are pretty good with eye contact. They kind of follow those rules. They look at people because people that are insecure often look away. They make themselves small. They hide. These are things with their body language that they do. So if you want to be perceived as more confident, you need to have the body language of someone who is confident, even if you do not feel that way. Right. So that's like standing tall, open body language, all the stuff Amy Cuddy talks about in her TEDx talk. That stuff is important because I always say, you know, if we had a picture of people like finishing a football game, we would know who's the winners and who's the losers just by looking at the body language. The, the winners may be standing tall. They will open up their, their chest. Maybe they raise their arms. The losers will be looking down, crunched down small. It's a natural response to how we feel. So what I like to say is if you can't manage your mind – like you feel like, oh, it's, I can't get myself to feel confident. I just try and the thoughts, it's just not going there. Then work on your body because that's going to shift ultimately how you feel. If you hold those positions for a period of time, it's legit going to change your hormones and what's happening in your body. If you think about yoga poses, like a lot of times, you know, in certain kinds of yoga, you're holding the poses for a longer period of time and it changes how you feel on the inside. And you're like, I don't know what it is about yoga, but I just love it. I feel so good after hormonally you do. There's been shifts that happen because of the way you've positioned your body. So if you start doing that, you're going to actually start to feel more confident. So adopting the body language of someone who is confident. Watch people who you perceive as confident, how they walk into a room. It's like, you know, that like, like people often say you walk in the room like you own the place, right? Or they walk in the room like they're just like calm and, and like slow in, in their approach of like walking. They're not rushed. This is something that I wanted to bring up because confident people aren't rushing in somewhere. Like they don't show up as like hot mess express. It's like even if they're running late, they still walk in the place, they're calm, and it's not that rushing energy. That's what I'm pointing out. So even when they speak, let's go to tone. When they speak, even if you're a fast talker like me, I'm a fast talker naturally. If I'm in positions where I know that I want to be perceived as more confident, or maybe I'm just struggling, I'm more insecure in that situation, then I'll be like, okay, and you better speak like you're confident. And like turn it on, practice it, and I will slow down in my in my the way that I'm speaking. I'll speak a lot more clearly. I'll intentionally use pauses. You know, I'll say a sentence, I'll pause, and then I've even had. I remember when I was a journalist back in the day, I had friends that were like, "You are so different when you turn the camera on. It's like you you're still yourself, but it's like you go into like professional mode, you know? It's like the way I speak is just so different. It's interesting because I, I feel like I can turn that on. Here on the podcast, I'm like, this is like my people's. We're just like chatting like normal, you know? But certain settings, I'll switch that up. And it's not about being inauthentic. It's not. That's the other thing I often tell people. There's two things you want to work on. One is authenticity. That's you 
showing up, like the way you're showing up matches how you feel, you know, like in what you're thinking in your mind. Like you want to work on that. And of course, I'm telling you things to do with your body that maybe don't match what you're thinking about, but eventually it will. But authenticity is like you want to get that little balance in there with what's appropriate. So that's the other part that you want to balance in there. Because the reality is I can still be my authentic self, but it changes on what's appropriate in the specific scenario. When I used to do a lot of work with the military, I didn't show up being like, you know, like your home home girl that lives across the street that goes for a lot of walks, like that girl. No, it was more of like in my sweatpants, all that stuff. No, it was more of like I was more of a polished version of myself. But you still got to be my personality. So it's like balancing that. Okay, so tone, speaking clearly and slowly, no rushy, rushy energy. Those that are insecure talk very fast. And when they feel nervous, it's shown because the voice is often the first thing to show that you are nervous or that you're feeling insecure. So I know that about myself. So I will be like, okay, I'm going to slow it down. I'm very intentionally going to slow it down because I know my breathing's picking up because I'm, I'm on the spot. I'm in front of people. Right. So I have to really be mindful of my tone, my pitch, my pace, because confident people, they're not rushing. They feel like other people are on their time. You know, it's like those are the ones that are more confident. So embodying that in your body language, in your tone and then verbal. Let's go to that little bucket. I tell people to always come in a plan of what they want to say. Any of my career coaching clients know that we spend a lot of time planning. Let's say they're having a meeting coming up, an interview, a negotiation, whatever it is they're working on. We're going to talk about, okay, let's talk about our intention here. What's the plan here? What do you, what do you ideally want to happen? And, and how are you going to, what are you going to say first off? You know, that first impression. What's that going to be like? And then how are you going to close it, close the conversation? What exactly are you going to say? What stories are you going to bring up? What commonalities are you going to bring up? All of those things, we're very intentional about it. And we keep track of the, we want to be mindful of the energy that's being generated by our words. But it's about coming in with a plan. Confident people come in with a plan. Not that everything always flows to that plan, but you often just feel more confident when you're like, I have a plan, right? I've all, the times I felt the most insecure was when I didn't have a plan and I showed up just hot mess express, you know? But even these other moments where people are telling me like, you seem confident is because I'll come in and I'm like, hey, this is my intention for today. When we're meeting here, these are my goals. This is what I want us to work on. And they're like, oh, this girl, this chick has a plan. She's intentional. She knows herself. That's what I'm always trying to get my clients to do is like to know themselves, to very clearly state what it is they want. Because so often, even in the career space, you hear people that are like, I don't know, I don't know what I want. It's like, yeah, I'll take any job. Like, I'll do whatever. It's like, no, no, you do not say that, you know? You come in knowing what it is you want and clearly communicating that. And then someone respects you more because of that. Because you act like you are someone that is worthy of that kind of respect. If we go to what the definition of confidence is, there's so many definitions. But I just want to break down a common definition that I hear is that this belief that you are capable and worthy. So if you want to be perceived as someone who is more confident, you got to show up as if, as if you believe that you are capable and worthy. So you speak like it. It's like, I know what I desire. 
I know my values. I know that I am worthy and my worth doesn't depend on how you perceive me. Yeah, I want you to perceive me as confident. You know, yeah, I want you to like me maybe, right? Or people pleasers. I know that that's, I like, I want people to like me, period. I do. So the thing is though, is that you got to start by liking yourself and your worthiness needs to come from you. And confident people, their worthiness isn't based on what someone else says. Like when I look at my other fellow facilitators or speakers that I know, it's like someone can be like rolling their eyes as they're talking. They can be clearly like disagreeing with that person as they're speaking and make it known. And like that person who is speaking isn't even phased by it. They're just like, okay, like because I still know myself. I still value myself, right? They're not going to let them that trip them up and ruin the rest of what they're saying. And I've been that person. I've been a facilitator before and I've had people disagreeing with me, you know, people rolling your eyes, doing that stuff. And the old me, the insecure me, that would have taken me down so quick. Now it doesn't because I'm like, okay, like I know that's your own stuff. I'm still going to sit here and show love. I'm still going to be confident in my message because I believe in it. You know, that's just a different energy that we're bringing out. And I really do believe the more you practice these hacks and these habits of someone who is confident, again, the more confident you'll actually be. You'll become that person. So I'm going to recap those in a bit, but I just want to give you a few more bonus tips to feel more confident. Let's say you have something coming up and you're like, I want to make sure I show up as my most confident best self. Okay. So one of the strategies that I use for myself is pump up energy. Anything that's going to pump me up. So if, if, if that's a certain podcast or like, like, um, pump up music, like I want to make sure I bring that pumped up energy into my life. So one of my, my favorite songs pump me up lately has been big energy. Um, and the Mariah Carey Lato remix version because it's the clean version. I love that. I'm just like, it makes me happy. And then even sometimes when we're facilitating events, we like turn on the pumped up music at the beginning. I've been having some issues with Zoom around that. But anywho, um, I try to do that to pump the energy up, pump my energy up and other people. So that helps me. Uh, another thing is imagining your success. Envision yourself like showing up as a confident person, envision the start of the meeting and the end of the meeting. I often have my clients do this. Let's say you, the, the camera turns on, it starts, how are you going to start off? You ain't going to be like, can you hear me? Can you hear me in the mic? Oh, okay. Camera's on. Oh, okay. How's the weather? Like, no, that's like not, that's not showing up very confident, but that's how a lot of people show up in the world because you're going to be intentional about it. So that goes back to kind of the plan, but picturing your success envisioning it. You are much more likely to create it if you start with envisioning it. Prime your brain for it. The other thing is to straight up be vulnerable. Like in when you are talking to people, um, I feel like the most confident people don't seem so guarded. You know, like they're still confident, but they will tell a story and kind of showcase some of their vulnerability and showcase how they're relatable. And that helps establish the trust. And I actually believe that that helps other people perceive them as confident because you're like, well, that's brave for you to actually go there, for you to actually be real and still like maybe maybe you're facing judgment around how you showed up right now, but you're like still owning it. I perceive people as confident who are willing to do that versus those that are more 
guarded. I often feel like people that are much more guarded are actually a lot more insecure. At least that's been my experience working with people who are very guarded. It's like, I need to stay in the professional mode, can't break away from that. You know, it's like, I don't really perceive them as super confident. At least that's just me. Um, The other bonus tip I have for you is to see everything as an experiment. Everything as an experiment. So you're not as attached. Here's an example. My friend and I were facilitating a workshop, helping people write their TEDx talks, right? And we we decided, normally we split into two different groups and it's like 10 and 10. But because this core or this specific workshop only had 10 sign up for it, we're like, hey, we can tag team this. We'll do this together. We'll do two coaches together. And when two coaches are coaching together and teaching together, you really got to have that synergy with each other. We already knew that we did. Um, but anyways, I, I was like, this is this is an experiment. We're like, let's just, she's like, should we do it? Like, you know, should we not? We haven't done that yet. It's like, this is an experiment. We'll try it out. We'll see how it works. Maybe it's a total flop. Maybe it's not a good idea. But like, let's just try it out. And that's the energy that I came in with is like, let's experiment and see how this works out. Like we have a plan, of course, like how we've set it up. But let's see how it flows. Experiment. There was an attachment energy around it. And I felt like we showed up much more confident through it because we weren't so attached. So like if someone maybe had a negative response to something in the way that we did it, it was like, oh, we're just experimenting. So I think taking that pressure off yourself can really be helpful. Like the other day I was teaching a presentation and I was really, I'm keeping it real, I was intimidated about it. I, I lost sleep the night before about it because I was worried about how I was going to show up and if I knew the material well and yada, yada, you know, all my stuff was showing up. And I was like, had to tell myself, like, this is an experiment, Ange. Like, just test it out. We'll see. We'll see how what you've done. See if that works. If it doesn't, no hard feelings. You're going to adjust and, and make it better. It reminds me of like the Wright brothers and how many times they tried to make the plane and how many times they failed at it and what kept them going, what kept them being, what helped them be confident to create what they wanted to create eventually, you know, it was because they approached it with an experimental mindset. This is of a higher energy. This is on the high part of the energetic scale. Past confidence really is like where the confidence lies on the energetic scale. So that's just a good way to be thinking about something. If you're stressing about something and you're like, I want to be confident when I show up to do this thing, experiment. It's like, oh, it's all an experiment. Okay, no attachment, like whatever. Like if this shows it doesn't, something you say doesn't really work out or whatever, at least you learned from it was a negative thing. Okay, cool. Like great information for you. But just really perceiving it in that way, not like it helps you like get rid of the pressure that's there. I just have found that to be so helpful, even with my clients. Where it's like, it's all like, we're like, let's test these out. Let's, let's have you go talk to someone and see if you say this and this works out or if it doesn't. And regardless, I always say, I will be here with you. When you come back and you're like, eh, that was awful. Like, you know, we will laugh about it together. We will make it mean something helpful to you and shift the energy and we'll learn from it and we'll move forward. You know, and I feel like that's what gets them more confident to keep wanting to go back into the situation and talk to people. It's like another experiment, another one, another one. Okay, so those are my bonus tips for you. Let's go back and recap the three hacks because I gave you a lot of bonuses. Hack number one is to is to show the body language of someone who is confident. Act like it with your body language, your eye contact, even the warmthness, the smile, 
you know, or maybe the not smile if you're trying to like showcase something, you know, you want to shift the energy lower because it's not always about like warm fuzziness, but you get what I mean. A confident person embody their body language and their eye contact. Tone, we're speaking clearly and slowly. Like you, like time is working out for you. No rushy energy. Powerful people aren't rushing around. Verbal, what you're saying. You're planning out what you're going to say. At least the start of something and at least the end of it. What's the hook? Grab their attention. What is that? And how you want to wrap and close everything up. Those are two important things to consider when it comes to your plan for how you're going to communicate. And also, most importantly, what you want to get out of it. What's an ideal outcome for you? What is your measurement of success? That's another thing I talk to my clients a lot about. It's like, okay, you're going to meet with this person. What do you want to get out of it? What would be success to you? And they'll be like, oh, it would be success if I just learned about X, Y, Z thing. It would be success if whatever, you fill in the blank, but be clear about what that is because confident people are clear about what it is they desire for some situation or for something, right? They're clear. They know themselves. They know their values. And bonus tips, pump your energy up with some songs, some podcasts, something external that just raises your energy up because it's contagious. Picture your success, envision it, prime your brain to be the person you want to be by imagining that person already. Be vulnerable. Uh, Pick the stories that you are going to tell that make you relatable and more trustworthy. And then see everything as an experiment. Get rid of that attachment energy because that attached to something and certain results, that's not confident energy. All right, y'all. I hope that you really enjoyed this episode and that you have an amazing day. Thank you all for leaving reviews. Also, I keep saying this, but my event is coming up in October. If you want the details on that, that will be in the show notes. Um, That's all. That's all for today. Have an amazing day. Bye.